0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Big Green Couch. I'm Jake and alongside me, we have Triana and Evan, our typical hosts.
1: Hey, guys.
0: Hey. We do have a very special guest, and that is Kelsey. Kelsey, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure, yeah. Thanks, Jake. Uh, Yeah, my name is Kelsey. And I don't know if you guys knew this, but I think it's hilarious, the name of this podcast, because I actually own a big green couch. And I think it's a lot more attractive, no offense, than the green couch that you guys are referring to. Oh, that's like a <laughs> good But I do actually have a big green couch in velvet. So um, that's a little tidbit about me.
0: <laughs> yeah, our, our big green couch is sitting in... The fitness center, it's on show for everyone that wants to see the famous green couch. might not be as comfy as it looks, but uh, it is there for <laughs> sure. But um, today, we're going to have you talk about something very special, and that is vitamin D, if you want to hop right into it.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, I love this topic because, one, it's summertime currently, um, and vitamin D gets a lot of talk. Everyone talks about how vitamin D makes you feel so good, you know, all these things. Um, And I refer to myself as a sunshine junkie. I love the sunshine. Um, I'm outside right now. It's 90 degrees. I'm getting little bits of sunshine through the trees. Um, And I just, I can't get enough of fresh air or sunshine for that matter. So that's why I love this topic. But it is really important for everyone to know because, as much of vitamin D and sun is good for us, um, depending on where you are in the world, we may not be able to get a lot of sunshine throughout the year. And also, we want to protect our skin, right? A lot of sunshine isn't always a good thing if your skin's not protected. So that's why it can be a really, really important topic to discuss. So thanks for having me on to talk about it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that uh, it is. A really nice time of year to kind of talk about that. Because even myself, I've been starting to take my workouts outside. And it's just a really nice feeling to get a little bit of vitamin D to feel that warmth. Uh, you definitely feel like you're working a little bit harder because all the sweat <laughs> and everything going through yeah. the body. So uh, if you have any helpful tips for exercising outside, we'd love to hear that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, um, it's gonna be hot, so be careful. I actually got a tip. I haven't experienced this personally, but I do know a runner um, who was training for an ultra marathon during the summer months, and so it's super hot. An ultra marathon that's usually fifty miles to a hundred miles, just like craziness, right? And so staying cool was really, really, really important. And one thing that they experienced is that they actually stayed cooler if they wore longer sleeves because they would wear the long sleeves of like a cool sweat-wicking material. And that kept the sun off them because the sun just increases the feeling of heat that much more. And so I mean, if you can't work out in the shade, obviously the shade's going to help a lot. But maybe actually wearing clothing to cover your skin from the sun will help you stay cooler um, as far as working out in the sun goes. But the other tidbit I would give is wear sunscreen. Um, We'll talk about that a little bit with vitamin D, I'm sure. Um, But sunscreen does block vitamin D as well. But you only need like 10 to 20 minutes max of sun exposure to get everything you need. So really, that's like walking out to a mailbox or going on a quick walk around the block. Like you don't need a full 30 minutes to an hour in the sunshine without sun protection to get what you need. So that's my other piece of advice is do wear sunscreen, even though it does block that vitamin D as well.
3: So we know how you, how you get vitamin D, but for, for people that don't know much about vitamin D, what does vitamin D do uh, for their body? Yeah,
2: yeah. So vitamin D does a lot of things. It does help to regulate mood and helps to ward off depression. I think that's one of the most common uh, reactions of vitamin D that we know about, or principles of vitamin D. Uh, the, vita- the brain has several vitamin D receptors, and so therefore vitamin D can help increase the available serotonin in our body, and serotonin is our kind of our feel-good um, regulating hormone. So that is why that synthesis and having those vitamin D receptors and having vitamin D going on uh, that can just help us feel better is because it increases available serotonin. So that's one of them. That's probably one of the most common. But actually, bone health as well. So vitamin D and calcium, or you can think of them as kind of best friends, two peas in a pod, uh, you you need both. So calcium can't really do its thing without vitamin D and vitamin D can't really do its thing without calcium. If you want to think of it like that. So and we'll talk about this more later, but if you are taking a supplement for vitamin D or for calcium, make sure you're taking for both because they do work together and they can't really work well without the other. So for bone health, and you probably think of calcium as bone health as well. Vitamin D is, essential for the absorption and the regulation of calcium, which calcium is responsible for bone health. So that's the interplay there. Vitamin D plays a role in cell growth. And so therefore, vitamin D is associated with a reduced risk of cancer because as we might already know, cancer is all about cell growth and unneeded, unwanted cell growth. And so if we can help regulate cell growth, vitamin D is one great way to do it. It's Vitamin D is also tied to reduced risk of that diabetes and heart disease, um, neuromuscular and immune functions, and reduced reduction of inflammation. So a lot of things, and this is like kind of the tricky bit when we get into vitamins and minerals and nutrition and exercise and all the four pillars of human performance, like everything's interrelated, right? So, you know, your vitamin D being off can throw a lot of things off kilter. But same thing as, you know, your water intake being off that can throw a lot of things off kilter. So, I mean, we're pretty intense ecosystems. the human body is. So it just, it has a lot of play in a lot of things. So if I were to focus on like kind of the big three, I would say that regulation of mood, bone health, and cell growth would be the main functions of vitamin D and why we need to keep keep track of our intake and absorption of it
3: oh cool um so we just actually got done with our our mental health awareness month um so if you haven't listened to that podcast go ahead and listen to that Um, (laughs) 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 no 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 uh that's just to our to our listeners but um speaking of that topic you know during the winter seasons uh winter months you know it gets super cold out um and not a lot of people can go outside or or they don't have the ability to go outside and and get that sun um for you know to to replenish our vitamin d source so what would you suggest to those people that are going going through that because i know that seasonal affective disorder probably has a role in that right yeah yeah
2: definitely that's a great point and that's one of the things yes vitamin d we actually synthesize it from the sun. We don't get it from the sun. Our body makes it because of a reaction on our skin that occurs when our skin is in the sun. So if we're not getting that sunshine or as intense sunshine, you guys might've heard of like the UV index and how intense the sun is at certain times of day, at certain seasons. In the wintertime, one of the reasons it's colder is because the sun is farther away from where we are, right? On the other side of the world, it's their summertime you know it's warmer because the sun is closer because of the tilt of the earth and the axis blah
0: blah blah,
2: blah. fine right but if the sun is farther away like it is in the winter time that exposure that we need in order to get enough to synthesize the vitamin d on our skin is going to increase if it's really cold outside we don't want to do that right the bugaboo is that Vitamin D isn't super readily available in foods. Fortified foods are a great option. So milk is going to be most likely fortified with vitamin D. Even if it isn't vitamin D milk, it probably is fortified with some vitamin D. And that goes back to what I was telling you about calcium and vitamin D being two peas in a pod. You know, you kind of need both. So the food industry isn't silly. And they do actually want to help you in some regards. So they fortify their foods that are rich in calcium, like milk, with the vitamin D. So there's a good good option. Um, but then other options would be um breakfast cereals. Breakfast cereals, although those sometimes can be high in sugar, they are again fortified, so that is can be a source of vitamin D. Um and then also you don't need a ton. So the daily recommendation is, is about 600 IU um, for ages up to 70 years old. And so, like, well, how much is that? Eight ounces of fortified milk is about 100. Well, like, three ounces of salmon is 800. And so that's uh, that salmon is already well over. Um, and then, of course, supplements are another option as well. So just take a look at your supplements. That's a big thing. Do a little bit of research. It doesn't take much. Even if you don't remember right off the top of your head after this podcast that the daily recommendation is 600 IU. Know that you can Google it at any time. And then look at how much is on your supplements if you are taking a vitamin D supplement. Just make sure that your supplements aren't advertising like A thousand iu because you don't need that many so make sure to find one that's within the daily recommendations for americans and then consider taking it with a calcium supplement because you can't you can't really get too much calcium a little bit of extra calcium isn't a bad thing
0: yeah and i would say uh so much information so thank you for all that And one of the great points that you brought up before is that it really does help us uh, in everything as far as helping the body regulate and getting results in the gym or outside the gym plays right into that. I think it's really important that we do stress that we need to get this and you make adaptations for those winter months or even time that the sun is out less and you're inside more. So I think those are some really good points. And I just want to kind of pick your brain and your own experience. Have you felt that you were, uh, Lacking something to your workouts during the more winter months, or uh, when you were inside more working from home earlier this year? Did you feel like you were missing something from your workouts? Anything like that?
2: That's a good question. So, if we're talking strictly personally, um, I do like to sweat. I know a lot of people don't, but I do like to sweat, and it takes a lot for me to sweat. Uh, so, the heat just really helps me up that intensity or up that sweat factor. Um, so in the in the winter months when I'm not able to work out outside or even indoors still climate control, I probably don't break a sweat all that well. So uh, yes, I do like I, I feel like I'm missing that intensity, but also, I tend to gravitate towards the workouts one that I can do outside, but just everyday hobbies as well. I'm so much more active in the summertime or in the warmer months than I am in the winter. So I just feel like there's a lack of not anything necessarily to my workouts, but just a lack of activity because I I'm not able to get outside. How much can you do in your room, you know, in your living room at home? So I would say I was lacking in that sense.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm located in Buffalo, so we get a lot of snow here and, uh, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of sports I like to participate in during the summer and, uh, well, you can't do that in the winter, (laughs) you
2: know? Um,
3: so it is very restricting. So like working out, like I, I, I'm normally in the gym and I feel like 99% of my time is spent indoors. Um, so yeah, I definitely am missing out too. I totally get that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm outside right now. I try to work outside as much as I possibly can because I do, I mean, even if I'm not in the sun, just fresh air is good for the soul as well. Uh, Wide open spaces, a little bit of breeze. It just can be really nice and help and everything. Like I said, it plays with each other. So I probably have a lot of serotonin at this moment because I am outside versus in the wintertime when I'm cooped up or can't get outside
1: as much. Yeah, it's interesting. I am mean, amazing information, Kelsey, um, by the way, but it's interesting for me when I'm in one of those like cycles, workout cycles, and I am just like done, right? And I can't figure out why, right? Beside the fact that I'm probably over-exercising a little bit, but like I'm on my bed and I, I just can't move. And then something clicks like, oh, wait, you haven't had any vitamin D. And it's mm-hmm. crazy because you have like your protein is on point and your mm-hmm. hydration point. And sometimes it's just that one thing that you're not thinking about that is literally causing all the other effects in your body. And for me, I've always thought that it was vitamin D. So I think for other people, they don't. Like I think people know that vitamin D is important, right? It's it's always kind yeah. of in the background, but yeah, you don't know exactly yeah. what happens to the body when you don't have it.
2: Right, right. It's kind of funny. My uh, my boyfriend he uh, he bought me some vitamin D supplements this winter. Let's put it that way, because I was I was being kind of grumpy, and he was like, "Hey, I think you should try these." He just knows how much I like being outside. Um, And then if he bought those for me, and of course I wasn't super avid about taking them because, you know, he just takes a lot to get into the routine of things. I would be grumpy again, and he'd be like, have you been taking your supplements? You you know, the supplements I got to you, have you been taking them? (laughs) So Who knows if that actually helps anything at all, but he was ready to help me out. Because, yeah, I'm in South Dakota. It gets really cold. I'm up north, but the sun is
0: farther away from me and so you winter months man it can really throw things off for sure yeah and that's so funny that he got you the supplements uh and i i love (laughs) i love your point before that you said it it doesn't take a ton of time outside in the sun and i think that people think oh like vitamin d like i need to go outside and tan for hours on end and that's not necessarily it and you no. and Evan, you guys definitely have some more snow, so more longer winter months. So it, I understand yes. it. It gets cold. It's really hard to get outside, but just takes a couple minutes here and there. Maybe just taking a walk mm-hmm. with a pet, a family member, yes. a friend, anything like that. Yes. It's still going to help you and it's going to, your big point, really lift your mood. I think that's the big, yes. like one of the big takeaways here today.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Lift your mood and then everything's interrelated. So it's going to lift your workouts, lift your work performance, work, lift the interactions you have with your friends and loved ones. Like er, just all of it's going to start to compound in a good way.
1: And Kelsey, going back to sunscreen. So if a person is outside and they have sunscreen on, are they getting zero vitamin D or they're just getting less in a certain amount of time? It does get blocked,
2: so it, that is like the kind of bummer about it. If you're going to be outside for long periods of time, like over thirty minutes, um, one, I think in the summertime you should always put on sunscreen. Right. But I would say if you're if you're going to be outside for long periods of time. You're just like sunscreen. You can still get burned if you have sunscreen. You can still get tan when you're you are wearing sunscreen. If you're out long enough, it'll penetrate through that sunscreen, and you'll get what you need. Because in the summertime, especially, ten minutes is what's recommended. Ten minutes of sun exposure—that's hardly anything. Like even I think really, really high UV indexes. I think say ten minutes is probably the quickest you can burn. It's the most intense areas of sunshine. So, I mean, I think you can get your vitamin D probably even quicker than that in those areas. So as long as you're paying attention to the UV index, that can really help to control how long do you need to be out for, how much skin do you need exposed, how much sunscreen do you need.
1: Now, this is a random question. I don't expect you to have the answer, but I just want to throw it out there. For people who are more active, do they need more vitamin D? Is there a range depending on your level of activity?
2: That is a great question. Not that I know of. Not saying that there isn't one, but not that I know of. It's not like you go through it like you do calories. Mm. You know, once you have it, you have it, it. The reactions take place. It's not like you burn through... Vitamins or minerals when you exercise necessarily, you're burning through calories for sure and you might start to deplete. But what a lot of people don't know is calcium is huge with muscle contraction. So you need calcium to contract your muscle, but you also need calcium to relax your muscle. So if you're someone that deals with cramping in your muscles a lot, you might be lacking some calcium because that is one nutrient actually needed to tell the muscle to stop contracting, right? And so if calcium and vitamin D have a huge interplay together, it's extra especially important for athletes or people that are avid exercisers or trying a new exercise regimen to be on top of their vitamin D because of its interplay with calcium and calcium's role in muscle contraction.
1: Gems on top of gems on top of gems because I don't know about you guys, but I don't do that. I mean, I eat a very, you know, a variety of foods, so I I, I get calcium and I get yes. vitamin D. But I never, I just never thought about it as far as my training goes. I just think about it mm-hmm. in a holistic manner, where it's like I know I need these things. But when you mm-hmm. when you say it like that, it's like oh, mine is blown right now.
2: <laughs> well, do you think? Glad I could bless you with knowledge.
1: Thank you. Okay. I have one more question. Okay. So now as far as absorption goes, so let's say the Molly's outside and she gets suns, she gets 10 minutes of sunshine. Does she have to supplement calcium within those 10 minutes or is, I'm not sure how, like what that time range is as far as absorption.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm not sure I know it necessarily. Um, I touched on it just slightly before, but it's not like the sun rays are penetrating your skin and just dumping vitamin or and vitamin D is peeping into your skin, right? It, I love nature and flowers and things, so you think of it kind of, kind of like photosynthesis. You know, like nature gets their food and they're able to make their food because of a reaction from the sun. The same thing with vitamin D. The sun ex exposure causes a reaction on our skin which then makes the vitamin d so how long that takes i don't know and i don't know if um you know you need calcium within a certain amount of time but if i were to guess if your daily intake is all interplaying together i think it would be fine because when we eat food usually takes a couple hours to get The food through our stomach and then into our small intestine, which is where a lot of our vitamins and minerals and nutrients are actually absorbed in our intestines, not in our stomach. So with all that combined to make it all match up perfectly, if we had to do that, no one would be able to, right? So I'm assuming as long as your daily intake is where it needs to be, then you're fine.
1: You make things like so logical. Like, like, I mean, you know, I made it really complicated. And I, I apologize. To no, to no, comment. I
2: don't think he made it complicated. It's a good question. And I'm, you know, externally processing. I'm trying to think through it. <laughs> yeah. well, it makes sense. So Thank you.
0: I will say you make it sound very easy. Like, I feel like I've I've been missing all these steps my whole life. And I'm like, oh, man, I should have been listening to Kelsey way sooner than this. <laughs> um,
2: I mean, maybe, but also like, you know, we all grew up being outside. We we're all eating as well by a balanced variety of foods as we can. You know, it's like, we're probably doing okay. I would just say in the winter months is when we kind of need to,
0: Pay a little extra special attention, yeah and and definitely to pay attention to in the summer months that uh, we're not getting too much, so and again yeah. using sunscreen and just being overall yeah. safe with our skin, everything um, yeah. I do have one. Follow up question, though. Do you have any other because I'm big on the nutrition. I love all the food stuff. I love the food talk. I'm a total foodie. Uh What are some other foods that really help and aid in that vitamin D consumption and calcium, everything like that? Do you have any other? I did just during this podcast, go into my fridge and check my almond milk to see if there was calcium in it. I will admit that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes,
2: yes, there is. They they're pretty good with a plant based milk as well that so they have good levels of vitamin and calcium. Um, but for vitamin D, those fatty fish um, mm. like salmon, those are going to be good. Um, again, when it's in, in meats, especially that's not fortified, um, when it's in foods, I should say it, it's not always gonna be a ton. Um, but red meat is okay. Liver, which I don't know who eats liver, but I'll be the first to admit I do not eat liver. Tree, do you eat liver?
1: You do? You do? I
2: love it's so good for you. I'm just one of those that's great, but I can't get past the fact that it's liver. (laughs) What what do you eat? How do you eat it? Is it chewy?
1: Oh, guys, okay, one day when you guys come to New York, I'm going to take you to, like, a Jamaican spot and get you some stew liver. Oh, (laughs) my God. I know it sounds gross, but I'm telling you, you guys are going to love it.
3: What is the consistency like? Like, what do you, you... I'm assuming it's like you mix it in with other things. You can't just, like, you
1: know... You make it like a stew. So, like, most stews, the base is garlic and onions and some type of browning of sugar, Right, and it creates this brown color, Mm -hmm. and then you eat it with rice, or you eat it with, you know, like any any other main meat. And the consistency is it's different; it's hard to explain. Do you guys eat kidney? I don't want to start freaking you guys out.
0: I I do not. (laughs) I'm sorry to say, no, I do not.
3: I'm so excited when I come visit. Three, you're gonna introduce me to all these new things. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, it's 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 not too. It's chewy. It's a little less more chewy than gum. I'll leave it at that.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Less
2: chewy than gum.
0: Less chewy than
2: gum. I would hope so. More chewy.
0: You, more, more chewy. Wait, than gum. hold on. More, more chewy. <laughs> gum never stops chewing tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm not sure if this is being explained correctly. Oh. It's probably not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's okay. Would you say it's gainy?
1: See, that word to me is a buzzword now. So I don't really know if gainy is, is a, you know, maybe. It's good. It's good.
0: <laughs> okay, maybe if our listeners are big liver fans, they'll have to chime in and help us uh, on this discussion next so time.
2: I have to let us know. Yes,
0: exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah, well,
2: liver, beef liver specifically. So, check that out.
0: <laughs> well, I, I will say I when I did run to my fridge to check my uh, almond milk, I did notice it. It's right there in the nutritional label. It's typically on um, labels, so you can see the percentage. I have like 30% for the container. So, it is kind of easy to see. And it might just be something that you want to look out for. Again, we're getting into the summer season. You're going to be outside. But you definitely don't want to forget about this in the winter months. And you just want to make sure that you incorporate this. Because, again, it's going to help you with your results in and out of the gym. It's going to help your mood. It's going to help your body. It's going to keep you strong. So, And that's all the way down to the bone. So I think it is important. And it's something that... I'm so thankful that you could come on here today and give us so much information back to Trues Point. So many gems. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming on, Kelsey.
2: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you all. I hope you were all able to go enjoy some steak sunshine later today.
0: I know after this, this conversation, I'm like, I've been inside a little bit too much today. I should just get out even if it's for a couple minutes. So that's the goal over these next couple minutes for me. But uh, other than that, that is it for today, guys. Thank you again, Kelsey, and my co hosts. And we'll see you again next time. Thank you.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Thank you.